Welcome to another episode of Ready Teacher One. I'm Adam Mangana. And I'm Ryan McLaughlin. And we are starting off season two of Ready Teacher One with an interview with Dr. Keisha Waddell, an expert on blockchain and education. Dr. Waddell, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Listen, I'm honored, honored to be a part of your broadcast. I've been uh, following you guys for a little bit and it's just like, I'm totally honored, so. You know, this podcast was born because we wanted to begin to talk about the intersection between technology and education. And those are two areas that you feel very strongly about. Can you give us just a little bit of background uh, about how you got into this kind of blockchain space and, and, and what drives your interest in that space? And blockchain in particular, well, I, I followed along with everybody with the crowd back in 2017 when everything was, you know, ICOs and this, that, and the other. And I was actually in a group where we were focused on, on you know, crypto and, and making uh, quality decisions about the, the different ICOs to choose from. And, um, but what really came from all of that was really, you know, the question, like, how is this stuff running? How, how is it that cryptocurrency is even a, is functioning to, to do what it needs to do. How is it that there's a way to transact monetarily all over the world without the bank in the middle? So then sure. that's what made, made a few of us who were, who are not developers, as there was a lot of different people in the group and who were mining and they were doing all this stuff, you know, and, you know, I, I wasn't into all of that, but I just wanted to, you know, make an educated guess as an investor. Um, but then, like I said, uh, there was someone who raised her hand in the group about that, and and uh, uh, Sheree Warwick is the founder of Black Blockchain Consultants. So she was like, anybody who's not a developer just want to learn more about blockchain technology, you know, what runs this thing? And that made total sense to me. Again, my, my PhD is in instructional technology, and I'm just always thinking future forward anyway. So I was just like, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, you know, to find out what runs this thing. And so and in finding out what runs it, that's when all these other use cases came to bear. And then I was like, okay, so yeah, you know, I, I basically just been a hodler of my, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my cryptocurrency. Um, and, and I really have stopped doing so much of that, but um, yeah, just started getting into blockchain technology and, finding out how it was applicable, understanding how it was um, unique from other uh, uh, distributed ledger technologies that already existed, you know, and how it was different from a database and why you would even want to go with a blockchain solution. Um, you know, when is it appropriate? When is it not? Because of course, you know, when things are exciting, everything's blockchain, 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 like it's just going to solve the, you know, everything. And right. it's just not the case. You know, there's, if there's a way to use a database, if there's no need to share data, just use a database, you know. Um, but if it's, you're looking to have a, uh, some shared data amongst people who need to know the same information, they don't necessarily trust each other, um, but you need to have that same a bit of information across the board, the same copy, then you want you potentially have a blockchain solution. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Dr. Waddell, as an educator, 
as an instructional technologist, what would you say to other educators who maybe ask you, you know, that all sounds really interesting, but how is that going to impact my life in the classroom as a school administrator, whatever the case may be? Why should educators know more about blockchain or crypto? Well, partly because we've, we've seen, um, you know, Bitcoin, which is run on uh, blockchain technology. It's been around for over 10 years now, and it's a peer-to-peer -peer network of, of transacting where there's there, that middle uh, trusted entity is not in the middle any longer. Um, so it's really just peer-to-peer -peer information. But when you get into understanding what um, blockchain technology is in terms of the fact that it allows for transparency, it allows for a, a audit trail of information. That right there was like my big deal thing. And, and it has its built-in cryptography to keep it safe. That was the thing that uh, allowed me to see an application for education. Um, because of that, we have so much data. And, and because actually this use right now in uh, use cases for healthcare that again, they have tons of data. So I've thought anything that's happening in healthcare could absolutely be happening for education. So sure. it's that whole idea of uh, a student being able to uh, have their own data. Um, I've, I've had some experience with adaptive testing and things like that where the data from the test followed the students. So it didn't matter what teacher did the actual test. Um, so that concept to me was, went even further because now the student could hold all of their data and have a absolute trail that could not be changed. So it's just an append only system. Um, so if you could imagine. transcript almost. Yes, exactly. Okay. And that's what I'm saying, you know, in the sense that, you know, I know in our, we used to have big CA 60s with everybody's stuff and there's the little pictures from, from uh, preschool all the way to 12th grade. Now that information can totally be in, a on a blockchain such that um you know they'll this will follow them and the and the actual user is in control of it as opposed to like what we see now we know data is like the new gold you know just going with all the information that's on the internet <clears throat> but we don't get to um benefit from that there's a lot of money being made from our data just being out there so um just like our healthcare data just like our uh, and education data, um, we can now have control over that and just allow permission, permission folks to, to see our, whatever it is they need to see, um, you know, again, based on how the uh, technology can be permission or be totally public, but yet have some pseudo uh, anonymity to it. Um, again, that gets kind of into hashing and all that kind of stuff, but a little more, more uh, technical. But uh, well, the thing I really like about it too is that, you know, like right now, we learn so much stuff beyond the formal traditional education structure. You know, we take things online or I, I take a professional development experience at a conference. All, the, all that information ends up being things that add value to my existence and knowledge that can all be tracked in, in this, you know, digital uh, portfolio of sorts you know, where all your information is, is on the blockchain. <clears throat> we, we've had great thinkers in our society say, you know, that the two greatest inventions that humans have ever come up with are language and, and money. And of course, uh, blockchain is, is maybe over-indexed on the conversations around the currency. 
Um, what is the use case that you see that will be most disruptive, you think, or, or have the biggest impact on the world aside from currency for blockchain? Um, you know what, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the utility that you can get from the additional technologies working in conjunction with, tech, with uh, blockchain. To start with, we have the, everybody's familiar with Bitcoin, which runs on the Bitcoin blockchain, because there's more than one blockchain, that's important to know. Um, and Bitcoin is the currency, there's, a, there's Bitcoin blockchain, which is the blockchain, the technology, but there's also the Ethereum network, which gives more utility to uh, blockchain technology uh, because it allows for little pieces of code to be uh, written on that are self-executable on the blockchain. So it creates what's called a smart contract. And that's where, again, another application can come in as it relates to uh, the relationship between teachers and and uh, learners, we won't need the university in the middle anymore, or the school in the middle anymore. Much like what we see right now, um, you know, their teachers teaching stuff online constantly, you know, but there's still, you know, some something in the middle that's transacting the money or whatever that the um, the financial transactions would play out through a smart contract. If you if I deliver the content, you pass the test, learner pass the test. All the, all the, so see like almost like a vending machine. If then happens, then I get paid, you get paid, you get, you get the, you get the, um, the degree, I get paid for my services, we keep it moving. You know, that's really interesting. So, so do you, do you think that the, the most talented teachers in the world will be able to scale their ability and instead of getting a, a, a degree in leadership from the University of Alabama, you can get a degree in leadership from Nick Saban, or, <laughs> you know, instead of, uh, you know, studying, um, you know, um, you know, African American studies at, at Princeton, uh, you can, you can go direct uh, with Cornell West and get a degree from Cornell West. Well, here's uh, the thing. The blockchain. <laughs> And you can do it all. You know, you you got your your traditional education. You you are already reading books. You got other things. You going all of those things will end up being the capsule of value and of your you know of your um, experiences. Um, but again, like I said, that's that's just one application. Um, there's also tokenization that's a part of blockchain technology, which is used. You think about like our in our classrooms. We have the we have token economies, you know, that in, in, incentivize kids to do stuff. The star on the head, the little charge, right. you know, all these different yeah. things. Well, it works that well in terms of tokens because there's instead of these, this is a different function of a, of a, of I guess a, a, a store of value of sorts. Um, so instead of it being a cryptocurrency where there's a security token, we move to a utility token. So then it becomes and, and again, people who are gamers, they understand this, you know, there's a leaderboard or whatever kind of thing like that. <clears throat> if you incentivize the uh, courses that you take, you know, you, you get so many coins that give you utility within a certain ecosystem to buy things or maybe even go out and, and spend it in the real world like a Bitcoin. You know, you can buy stuff. There are actual things you can buy in the real world with Bitcoin. So, you know, so you're, so we're incentivizing in instruction, whether that be for the teacher or the learner. 
So, so yeah. There seems to be this great debate right now. You were talking about utility, and I think this is something that our listeners would would be curious about. There seems to be this great debate amongst the 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 currency folks, the cryptocurrency folks around uh, store of value versus utility. So Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash, something like that, where, mm-hmm. or, or Ethereum, you mentioned Ethereum earlier with all these gas fees, you know, these, these expensive transaction fees. And so maybe Cardano or Polkadot offer an environment that has cheaper fees, you know, or something like that. So I'm curious what your sense is, what's your take on the Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash, the utility versus the store of value? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, again, not really being so following the, the cryptos and whatnot too too deeply, just really understanding the difference between um, utility, uh, utility tokens and uh, security tokens. Security gets us, you know, into, you know, all the, the rules with SEC and all of those kind of regulations and a lot of stuff, you know, whereas utility tokens are much like what we're already very much used to. Um, they're just, they incentivize, um, you know, uh, behavior, human behavior, um, and, and in the same way that they've done before, but just more in a, in a digital fashion and for more things than just gaming now, you know, <laughs> so. Right, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Dr. Waddell, if you had a high school teacher come to you and say, you know, I want to prepare some lessons, I want to prepare a unit for, I don't know, let's say my 10th graders, my 11th graders about Bitcoin. I don't even know where to begin, though. How would you help that teacher plan their lessons so that 10th graders or 11th graders are going to get the knowledge about Bitcoin that they're going to need in the years ahead? You know what the biggest thing is, is I I, I would do like I do any technology is really talk about its function. How is it different? How is it unique from what already exists? Um, Starting with what they what they understand already, you know, in the example of of um, peer-to-peer transacting, where everybody's got a cash app, everybody knows Zelle, that kind of stuff. But the, you know, so you can start with people just understanding that that's that peer-to-peer kind of quick, you know, sending people money stuff, except here's blockchain that takes the bank out of it. It's the code in the middle, okay? So what I, and what I tend to do by bringing, bringing up those kinds of things is now to say to the, to the student, you know, like, um, where do you see yourself in this world, you know, uh, with, if that's the case? Again, understanding that not everybody, because of course everybody thinks immediately, I got to be a developer, I got to be a coder, I got to do that kind of thing. But there's still um, a need for uh, people to market, you know, to do marketing for these different companies, to do uh, auditing for these different companies. You know, so there's there's still a place for people. So that's really where I find myself at this point with, most any of this stuff is to get people out of a place of fear so much of all the new, but just to kind of see what it is that's unique where the, the tech is working for you in, as a tool, basically. Um, but in terms of like to answer your full question as far as a, a quick lesson would be to start off with that idea of, you know, the peer-to-peer um, transacting. And then with regard to smart contracts, which gives more utility to the blockchain, talk about how it's, you know, it's likened to a um, a vending machine kind of thing or if then statement and 
what what you know just have people think what if you could do this and that and then what you know what all you can do with it because my expectation is that we'll buy homes this way that we'll we'll um you know we'll we'll goodness just about do just about anything this way but certainly with regard to education you know you'll get your books and what now you know uh, any any financial transactions that we already have with pay to play in the schools you know whatever um and like I said, even our own jobs, you know, our own pay or, or maybe even merit pay or something like that slipped in there or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I would just start really with, with that idea of just with the function, the fact that it's, it's, too, it's unique over a database in that it, it gives a, a data trail because it's, it's an immutable uh, uh, data um, structure. Um, it, it allows you paired with like the Internet of Things. It allows for uh, supply chain management. Again, back to schools, there's the different supplies and things that we we need to keep track of. But again, that ties it back with more of some other technologies like Internet of Things and sensors to know what's going on, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, you know, but the other piece to it too is that I got. I would think the the biggest pushback to all of this is like, well, where do I go to get this? You know, where do I where do I jump on? You know, and that's the that's the tough part right there because you know we're really still in a very uh, early stage of this kind of thing. There's some major infrastructure would have to be done for the real sharing of of data, like what I'm talking about in a public, um, true. Uh, public blockchain like a Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a public blockchain. Right now, what we're seeing are a lot of blockchain enhanced kinds of um, projects and the like where, because uh, there's there's public blockchains, there's private blockchains, and there's consortium blockchains. So like, and, and consortiums are usually like different industries that come together that try to, to get, get some economies of scale, you know, whether it just be banking transactions that, you know, we know we've had a lot of experience with um, uh, blockchains working in that area. Same thing with uh, supply chain management. Your your WalMarts of the world and whatnot are are using uh, blockchain technology to to no longer have those issues with the uh, with the greens, the the leafy greens that they've had in times past, where you know it's just one batch that was the problem, but now all the sales of all the leafy greens have have dropped because they don't know where which batch was the problem. But with 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 blockchain and with uh, each um, each uh, each level of the process of supply chain being tracked, you can tell where things are. The providence of things is and the whole process throughout the whole uh, supply chain management process is captured, and you can see that oh the error here was when you know was was with this batch with over here if, if all that information was shared you understand what i'm saying right. and so that the industry would know that okay yeah it wasn't ours it was just this one and we got it under control kind of thing um gotcha yeah so very cool our friend ryan is is going to rejoin us momentarily uh he mm -hmm. got he got dropped he he needed to be on the blockchain that was the problem <laughs> <laughs> well here's here's another interesting thought you know the internet kind of decentralized language, right? You, yeah. you didn't have to go to the library anymore because you could access almost any 
uh, bit of information from Google for free. Um, you know, the, the argument for blockchain is that it will decentralize, as you've mentioned, um, currency or money. And so, you know, what does that mean for cities like Detroit or emerging markets where um, micro lending might empower young learners to be more entrepreneurial? You know, where, you know, it's very difficult to learn if, 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 uh, if, if, if you don't have access to just um, the basic necessities, food, water, shelter, right. what happens in a, in an economy that's struggling or, or in a, uh, in a, in a, in a very tough um, environment um, when you have this very empowering technology that allows for, you know, you or I to create micro lending opportunities in, in, uh, in, on Seven Mile or in Southeast DC or mm -hmm. the Nuba Mountain region in, uh, you know, in, in Sudan. Mm. Well, you know, a lot of times it's those situations, those tough situations that bring the, the uh, invention, you know. Uh, so uh, truth be told, a lot of times we, we, we're like here in America, like you just mentioned earlier, we're all about watching Bitcoin pricing and that kind of stuff. Other countries are focused on, okay, I can actually uh, send money across all over the world without worrying about the bank that I cannot rely on anyway, because our, our uh, political structure and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I get more heat from burning the money, you know, because it's not worth anything. So in situations like that, it would be, to, again, to get uh, people to understand the, the, um, the function of this new technology and the fact that it is, it, it, it actually is democratizing. It takes the power from the center and brings it to the edges. So if there is a, uh, a need, we can use it for, for social good, you know, as I talked about before, being able to track the money. So if there's even a, 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 a charity or something that you are giving money to or whatever, you'd be able to track where that it actually went there. So. Um, I, I would I would think really, and my full ex expectation is that out of out of those kind of situations that have the greatest need, they would probably be the it's probably where our best innovation will come from in terms of the decisions to use the tech in different ways. They would just need to be able to have somebody to um, allow an opportunity to make it happen, basically. Absolutely. So so Joe Biden calls you up and says, "Look." I need you to help me manage these schools. We've had uh, a tough run of it for a while. We haven't supported teachers the way we'd like to. Yes. Um, and I'm thinking about putting all of the teachers in the United States that are public school teachers retirement in crypto currency. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what would you say to Joe Biden when he says, hey, look, I want all these teachers <laughs> retirement plans as a hedge against inflation. It's going to be so valuable in 10 years, you know, one yeah. Bitcoin will be at $500,000. And that's the best gift I can give these teachers. <laughs> right. uh, we're putting their whole retirement. Forget I, I, I'd have an issue with putting my, my, all of my eggs in one basket. Yeah, that's just not okay, good. We can do some Ethereum too. Look, I'm Joe. I, I absolutely would be about that deal. That's, I'll take my reparations in that way. No question. Nice. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> give me Bitcoin. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. AOC and Bernie are happy about it. They're ready for the, <laughs> the crypto reparations. You heard Come it here. I'll take it. Teacher one, crypto reparations. <laughs> I, I think that might be our episode title. <laughs> I love it. That's but amazing. yeah, but, but to answer that question, though, honestly, I'd be open to it, but not putting all of my my eggs in one basket and just because that's just not good for uh, fiscal um, sense, you know, as a, as an investor, sure. but absolutely. I would absolutely, I would love for part of, part of my, um, uh, um, pension to be in Bitcoin. Absolutely. So you think it's, you're taking a long position. You think it's here for the long term. Oh, you know what? I, even if I were to ride it up in a little bit and down that it's been going, I, I would work that. Yes, I would. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you know what? There's a way to work it in um, all the way around. I, I have too many nice. friends who, who know how to work that kind of thing and Forex and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, yeah, I will take it. <laughs> how, how do our folks do it? I don't have any, I don't have a full Bitcoin. I have a few Satoshis, but. Um, there you go. Yeah, I'll definitely take a full Bitcoin. <laughs> there you go. As an as an instructional technologist, when you look at blockchain compared to the other technological advancements that you've seen over the course of your career, yeah. where's the stack up on the list in terms of importance, in terms of ability to change the future for our students? How does this compare to other things that you've seen in your career? And, and maybe to like, what would you say, you know, kind of second part of this question, what would you say to teachers who come to you and say, listen, I've been in the game for 30 years, 40 years. I've seen instructional technology come and go. Mm -hmm. How is this different from the stuff you told me in 1995 was going to change my life forever? Well, I'd be able to say, hey, I was there in 1995. There I started in 93 teaching. So yes, I hear you and I feel you. However, here's the difference. Actually, truth be told, again, this is how I like to teach is to bring people from what they understand to where we are. So yeah, that teacher would be the one who would have been around when uh, the personal computer wasn't anything but email, right? Or or the web was nothing but email. We didn't know all of its different ut utility. A little, little was, Oregon Trail, maybe. Exactly, I remember <laughs> that. As a matter of fact, when I first started, I, I was teaching students how to write basic programming, if you oh, yeah. remember. You know, that was way back, but whatever. Point being is that, I love older teachers for just that reason, or teachers who have that kind of history, because they can see that the internet was, all we knew about it was, you've got mail, you know, and look at where we are now. You are creating uh, content. People are, you know, kids are, are putting content out, content out here and are making millions on it, you know. Um, right. It's not just read only, it's read and write only. The internet, I mean, not the internet, the, the new dis, um, decentralized web is empowers us now. This is what we have seen in terms of the problems is that when uh, you're, again, we talked about data, um, being your data being held in these different servers all over the place, well, not even all over the place, but central servers, when one gets hacked, you're hacked and you might not know about it until they decide, oh, let's see, how are we going to let the people know? Uh, whereas on a blockchain situation, um, there is, as soon as something tries to come against the, the uh, system, it responds itself. Okay. That's not to say that it's not hackable, but certainly um, there's, you know, 30, 51% uh, attacks, that kind of thing, but sure. it would take so much computing power for 
all of the nodes to be hit so that it would impact you um, before it's caught. So, uh, that, so again, we're talking about a whole shift. This is a paradigm shift. So in, in the sense that how, how the old internet was read-only, now it's read and write-only, and, and now, now we've got an internet of value now, of, of value again, where we're able to take back our value that is our data at this point and uh, democratize this, the whole process across the world. Um, like I said, beyond just uh, uh, financial kinds of things, but actual um, tokenizing of art. You know, there's NFTs now, you know, people are able to, you know, have real life uh, value, you know, uh, assets and things like that, that they now tokenize and be able to give fractional pieces of, of things. Now it just changes the possibilities of what we can do uh, digitally. That's know. tremendous. Yeah. One of, one of the most interesting use cases that I've seen recently is um, the kind of tokenizing or digitizing using blockchain of uh, NBA plays. So instead of collecting cards, exactly. like, like a LeBron card, you mm -hmm. can pick his game winning shot in the fourth quarter digitize that and trade it like you would trade cards. So, you know, Ryan and I's children, instead of collecting the actual tops, you know, yep. LeBron card, you right. collect his fourth quarter play and you freeze it. And that, that code is tradable and it is unique. And, and so it follows you, you know, so it's not like, you know, you, the, like a, like a leaderboard in somebody's game, you know, if they, they go down, you're like, oh, shoot, all my assets and stuff I bought and whatnot, it's gone. Nope, so it's, 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 it's on the blockchain, like my, uh, it's immutable. It's not like my tops cards that uh, my mom sold at a garage sale while I was away at college, right? Can't sell my blockchain, mom, right? <laughs> no, you just gotta make sure you, uh, you, you remember your password. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Now, and you know what? Here's that's important too. So the, now we're getting into the kinds of things that I'm talking about that where there's opportunity gaps. And this is what I like to have students think about or people think about. Um, those kinds of things that make you feel like, oh, what about this? You know, those are the kind of thoughts we need, you know, because well, while somebody is the developer, you know, head down, coming up with all this great stuff. They, their energy is so much in, on that that they're not thinking about the social impact or the other kinds of impacts that might be necessary to consider. So again, that it, it brings, um, or it should at this point, uh, empower people who have understanding about these different things so that we can, we can bring all that to, to bear. Because it's, every, the technology is so early at, at that we can make those kinds of uh, impacts and and and, and um, um, keep people mindful of those kinds of, of things as they're building all this stuff, you know. So we are now uh, at our Furious Five, Ryan. You want to see if uh, Keisha's ready to go on the Furious? Oh my five. gosh! I listen to NPR. You know, wait, wait, don't tell me. You know, I'm like, oh man, am I going to be ready with this stuff? I don't know. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> this is what's going to take us viral here, Keisha. No problem. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, no for those. For those who may be new to the show, the Furious Five is five questions, not necessarily related to anything we've had uh, in, in our conversation so far today. Uh, it's just meant to be kind of fun, get to know you types of questions. We encourage brief answers so that it can be fast and furious, you know, but uh, we'll just dive right into it. 
question number one, what's the best movie or TV show you've watched recently? Uh, see, I'm, and, and here's the thing, I've, I've worked so hard, I haven't really watched any TV. Oh, that's okay. Um, I think I've just well, I've kind of caught up on some old blackish shows. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> that's a great answer. There you go. There you go. That's all I okay. got. Question number two, what's the best meal you've eaten recently? You know what? It's going to sound so cheesy, but we got a brand new Chick-fil-A around here. Nice. <laughs> and I love Chick-fil-A. What's your order at Chick-fil-A? Oh, what did I, I try to get something different every time, but I know the mac and cheese was so good, too, to go along with my, my little nuggets. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's like lines wrapped around. Like, I spent like a good good two hours one one time because that, that wasn't a good good idea because I it was kind of like oh I got a taste for Chick-fil-A you got to plan this out because yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's gonna be a minute but anyway go ahead that, sorry that Chick-fil-A is good and I and if I'm not mistaken they used to only have it at like the original Chick-fil-A just outside of Atlanta uh, I, usually have been in the south yeah and yeah, here yeah. We actually have three locations, actually, but we have one right here, and and um, we have a Krispy Kreme, so everything's right nice. here. So, <laughs> and Krispy nice. Kreme was open during the whole pandemic. I don't know how that was essential, but it was open. <laughs> Got to get those tart and ready donuts. That sounds essential to me. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Okay, Sorry. question question number three: If you were stuck on a desert island with only one book to read, what would it be and why? Oh man, one book to read and why? Oh, uh, I think at this point, just the business of blockchain. <laughs> the there you business go. of blockchain is what I've been reading, the real business of blockchain. Um, just to be ready, I guess. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. Yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Question number four Who's a. Uh, a thought leader or an author or somebody like that that you admire that our listeners should stop what they're doing and go follow on social media right now? Uh, I would definitely say Andreas Antonopoulos. Um, Andreas Antonopoulos. Okay. Yeah, Andreas Antonopoulos for sure. Yeah, follow, follow him about um, what's going on in this space and you'll be, you'll be considering all the angles that I was referring to at the same time mm -hmm. Uh, and getting beyond the hype, you know. Just, awesome. Yeah, getting to some other awesome. things to consider. Yeah. The last of the Furious Five questions is really Adam's question. We call it the contrarian question, so I'm going to give it up to him. Okay. He's a, what do you, what have you known to be true about this emerging technology, about blockchain, that you think the hype may disagree with you on? So what people are reading in the headlines uh, and what people are hearing about, what do you know to be true about the blockchain that may be counter to what the headlines are saying? I think the biggest thing is that to get in it, you don't have to be a developer or a coder, um, that they're on boards for, for all folks. And I mean, uh, young, young folks, retired folks, um, because, um, you, you know, people have value to bring to this space, if, particularly if you are really keen on, pro, on workflows and, and the like. Um, yeah, there's lots of, you know, lots of marketing, lots of um, technical writing that needs to be done and make it make things more um, accessible, you know, for, for anybody to understand. So yeah, definitely. 
That's what I would say. Tremendous. Yeah. That's tremendous. Dr. Waddell, it has been an honor and a privilege to speak with you this evening. Uh, Where can our listeners find you on social media? You know, LinkedIn is where I want to stay. LinkedIn would be the best place at this point. Um, I'm working on my website again. So, so uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Thank you so much. We are excited to see what the future holds for you. And we're just really grateful that you gave us some time this evening. Likewise. Thank you guys so very much. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank the next you so time we much. have you on, you may be in the metaverse now that you have your VR headset. Yes, I know. <laughs> please do. Please do. Because that's my that's my thought now. It's like, okay, so I got it. Okay, now. Where do I go now? Okay. What do I do now? So Ready yeah. Ready your ones headed to the metaverse in season three. Okay. Hey. That's, all right. that's in the works for sure. <laughs> See you there. See you there. Thank you so that much. Have great. a good evening. Oh, you too. Likewise, you all be safe. Take care. Thank you. Thank you too. You. Bye-bye.